fiction using science. Today, we're going to be discussing Harry Potter. I'm your co-host, Simon. And I'm Jeff. So, Jeff. Simon. What is the most fundamental law of nature? Magic is not real. That's that's not true. Have you ever <laughs> seen the, the love between two consenting adults? Uh, would it surprise you if I said no? Uh, I, no. Uh, maybe a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's not what I was expecting you would say, so I guess I am surprised. <laughs> well, good. That's what I was going for. Uh, it's more fun this way. But, Gotta keep you on your toes. <laughs> but that is magical. So, no, that's not a fundamental law of nature. Okay. Well, I wouldn't call it magic. Visceral, maybe? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a word you could use for that, too. Um... <laughs> <laughs> No, I was I was referring to the conservation of mass and energy. Okay, yeah, you know? that makes sense. Yeah, like the literally the Seems most a little less esoteric. <laughs> You're right. The podcast about <laughs> science is not esoteric. <laughs> Man, we're really hammering in that pedantic part of our name. Well, you know, story of my life. <laughs> so Harry Potter does not follow this at all. Yeah, because there's magic. Exactly. But we got to explain how it does, because that's our podcast that we do together every Thursday. Not every other Thursday. <laughs> so I, this is uh, this is a t- tough thing to explain, because J.K. Rowling writes, I, I swear, in one of the first two books, she writes that magic does not create or destroy any energy or math. So the question is... okay. Where does their stuff? Where does come it come from? from? Yeah, like yeah. Are we talking a pocket dimension? Are we talking my favorite answer to everything? Relic particles. I was gonna say miniaturized nuclear fusion. I have too many favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you have a better idea of what it could be, I guess. What it could, but seeing as I have not really read or watched any of it, uh, there is no explanation that I know of in the. All books. right, well, great. So in, in the podcast. books, in the books. Oh, in the books. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's so, different. So I, 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 I'm gonna go with something different here because we've already done. I think the other two relic ones. particles and miniaturized nuclear fusion, which you continue to deny me as a good answer for anything because oh, it yes, too I much will heat. continue to do that. Yeah, right. Weird. <laughs> So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say pocket dimension. It's gotta be that. Okay. So is this just magic as a whole, or this is this is how they like summon their spirit animal things that I think they do? So those are like those to me strike me as things that are very low in energy. Like maybe that could be come across as some kind of like battery power, or okay. Well, also let's uh do a little of the like audio journalism and explain what i just said because i also don't know what that is you mean a patronus i am okay so a patronus is (laughs) uh essentially like a magical shield made out of emotion so okay so so conservation of mass energy we're doing it's it's got to be pocket dimension uh wizards have access to uh, a different dimension that has Mm -hmm. just a bunch of like chairs and water and fire and it just exists this is not to mention okay. the 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 room of requirement 
which is a room that will literally turn into anything you want, including a room filled with infinite things. Yeah. Okay, well, that's something we're going to have to discuss also. This is a tough problem. That's what what I'm saying. So, (laughs) are we saying, I have an idea? Uh, Okay, yes, we are saying you do have an idea. Uh, uh, There's a theory that says that you could have universes within universes, and Mm -hmm. those universes can be infinitely small in space in one universe, but still infinitely not, not infinitely small but like they could take up a very small amount of, of space mm-hmm. uh, close to zero in one universe and then they can have you know a normal universe size space in their own space so so the space okay. isn't totally transferable what if every single wizard wand is actually contains an entire universe and that they are ripping the resources out of those universes and it just seems like it's an infinite amount of stuff but instead in fact it's just a really lot of stuff well aren't they i don't like can they just create like chairs and stuff out of their wands they can also don't the ones choose people or something silly boy there's a we gotta tackle one thing at a time i actually have <laughs> we're never gonna get to any of the things i actually have written down if we keep on coming up with problems with ones. well i mean <laughs> also you're giving me too much room to pick apart that's 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 true that's my fault uh so so let's y- you gotta limit my creativity i would say i would say all of the emotional things that are tied to wands like uh the patronuses and the fact that they choose i'm making quotations that you cannot see because it's an audio medium right that is totally in the head of the wizards because it's an ancient religion i'm going back to my jedi uh uh, yeah i noticed that (laughs) i i like that because it means that a lot of the stuff i can ignore like the power of love (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is that also a thing? The power of love? In Harry Potter? I mean, the power of love is... Like, they just straight up, like, and then friendship helped everything. Uh, no, but, uh, Patronuses are pretty close to that. That's, like, okay. how, how happy you are. That's how strong your Patronus is. I think that's just because Patronuses, the, the, the mental chemistry that's needed to generate the specific patronus from it your requires dopamine a, or or endorphins either or yeah. yeah so like someone with a like really bad anxiety disorder probably has really wildly differing patronuses depending on the day also those stoned wizards have real strong pers- <laughs> yeah. Uh, patronuses yeah personas sorry that's a different <laughs> game entirely <laughs> we got conservation mass and energy wands right. are gateways that use miniaturized universes to generate mass in our current universe okay how are the wands powered then also uh well they have little universes in them and universes are pretty much perpetual motion machines okay not entirely obviously so wait so but the they have a lot of energy universe within it powers it to pull things from it yes i mean that's like how machines work you know they power themselves well, yeah, but they also have, like, batteries but, like, and so, actual ways to power them that are external to them. You've got to think, like, think of think of the entire universe, okay? Mm-hmm. Where does the power to, like, Oh, hold on, I'm a... still trying. There's a lot to think about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep on going. Continue, I'm there. <laughs> so, so think about, like, entire universe, what gives it the power to generate a tree? It's the fact that, like, 
all this other stuff is going on in the universe. It's essentially the universe is powering itself to spawn a trait. I think me and my brother one time came okay. up with an idea that the entire universe can be thought of as a machine to toast and then untoast toast. Because you, you make toast and then you eat the toast and then mm-hmm. you essentially grow right. wheat in a whole bunch of series of systems to then just remake bread, which is untoasted toast. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you are not untoasting that toast. Uh, eventually, those same atoms will be used to make toast. You have essentially just taken... You could actually have the entire system come back full circle to just making untoasted toast. I mean, it's not then making it untoasted toast. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. You just gotta think of as of time as a circle. That also doesn't work. Uh, Harry Potter, okay. let's move on. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that... Because universes are self-contained energy devices, they will slowly mm-hmm. lose energy, but they can generate energy from their from themselves. So, so they're slowly killing probably any inhabitants inside of that universe. But they have just so much right. energy that well, yeah, uh, yeah. they will the life cycle yeah. be the heat death of that universe. Yeah, the life cycle of that universe is just uh, mo- not even, like I was going to say millennia, and I was like not even measurable by human standards. Mm-hmm. Okay. So or wizard standards. So we understand that, or wizards, because they have human lifespans, pretty much, or we assume. I don't know. Uh, sure. So we've. I, I'm not going to deal with any of the emotional stuff right now. That's like Patronuses, <laughs> okay. because again, that's all. I think. I think a lot of that is the the ability to do a spell is more like a psychokinetic, mm-hmm. psychochemical reaction. Psycho. That's correct, right? Brain. Brain chemistry. Psycho. Sure, why not? I should know this. I but have a, like how are they channeling that into the spell? Like mm. how does the wand get the brain chemicals? That's uh I think I think it's the brain chemicals altering uh the body chemistry. So, I'm oh, Okay, so if your palms are the right kind of sweaty and, and your heart rate's the right kind of of rate and I mean, even down to little things, you got like blood pressure, you got uh, glucose in your bloodstream, you got salt coming out of your uh, your pores. Uh, everything that's going on with your body at that current moment affects the spell mm-hmm. you're about to cast. Okay. So that's what I would say. And and they have just trained, uh, wizards are like monks, like Buddhist monks. They have trained their body to create kind of like a biofeedback mechanism where when they say a certain thing and that creates a certain effect that casts a spell and it's a highly tuned system which is okay why does that have to be the same thing for everybody i'm saying uh it doesn't but because they have to be taught teaching has systematized and standardized it and one of the reasons why why swans don't work the same way for every person is because not every person has the same emotions coming out of it okay like sometimes wands will just be like no man you're not my owner go away i i'm not gonna you can't train I'm me i'm not gonna deal with wizarding duels because that's hard to explain but but sure so the next thing i want to talk about that was just the concentration okay. of massive energy and we are already like 15 minutes in <laughs> and we definitely nailed that first one so there is something i really enjoyed that i did find which is you know what gillyweed is in the books no. So, so in, uh, in the fourth book, Harry has like a challenge where he's put up against a bunch of way better wizards to mm-hmm. essentially just like dive underneath this lake and fight mer people to save like the one he loves. And I think the one he loves is like Ron or something like that because you know a little 
And so I, I actually read this. I think it was The Guardian, which, I mean, I was reading The Guardian. I'm sorry. But <laughs> they, they were quoting this, this uh, paper where they actually looked at the, like, what it would take for these things to happen. They looked at Gillyweed and they, they mm-hmm. said it had to process. It. So wait, what is Gillyweed? So, so Gillyweed, essentially all it is, it's like, a, it's like a seaweed that you eat and it gives you gills. It gives you the ability to breathe underwater and gives you fins. Difficult thing to explain. <sighs> However, okay, I mean that would have been easy enough, and then it turns spit into oxygen. Mm. Done, nailed it. But it gives you gills. It, essentially, so uh, it, it does. Okay, so I would actually say it does give you gills. I think that that is weird and horrible and gross. I feel like it could have just been like a like a, a normal breathing through your mouth kind of thing. Gills don't help you breathe. Like, there's nothing specific about. <laughs> The, the organ of gills that allow you to breathe underwater. It's it's having specialized lungs. Now, I should actually say mm-hmm. special, uh, specialized well, lungs. It's, it's the opposite of that. Uh, air lungs are more advanced than water lungs. Y- yeah, yes. That's, I, I understand that I'm talking to a biologist. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, so it, it, it gives you uh, uh, gills and specialized lungs to breathe underwater. Okay. So, so I, so... Uh, there was a guy who did this, who did the calculations. He said at 100% efficiency, you have to mm-hmm. you have to process 443 liters of water per minute to just right. keep uh, the average, uh, it was like 15-year-old boy alive. Well, I, like, uh, we're not even at but, the efficiency of the gills. We are still at, how does it make gills I, I know i know i just want to i just want to record this because this is great this is a flow i maybe this is because i'm a chemical engineer that i found this so fascinating but you have to have a flow of 2.46 meters per second four six meters per second of of that he has to be breathing underwater which is a ton of water because yeah so harry becomes a shark and can never stop moving pretty much because the normal it that is that is almost double the normal velocity that normal humans take in with their lungs which is insane the other cool one i found from the same article which is that skelly grow which is a a potion that allows you to regrow bones in 24 hours the same guy Mm -hmm. did the calculations energy expenditure of his body to regrow the the bones he grows his entire essentially his entire forearm in 24 hours is mm-hmm. six of pretty much six and a half kilowatts of energy which is 133 kcal which means he is eating like his burn <laughs> 60 days more than 60 days worth of energy of mm-hmm. doing things not like basal energy like of doing things energy to grow those those bones the thing I realize he didn't mention is he has to essentially generate. He is on top of the map that he's burning in, in like fat. He's burning in energy. He has to also generate a good couple of pounds of, of calcium and and bone in, a, in 24 hours. That's a that's a lot of growth to have on any creature ever. And it's painful for Harry. But like I'm like, it should be excruciating. Like they should have him on morphine to, to have him go through this situation. This is insane. So sorry to any of our listeners. This we are now recording a day later than everything before this because we Yeah, have... turns out my internet is real bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it should be the last thing we're talking about Gallagher, and now we're going to move on to a new subject. Uh, sure. So, do you... Re- I assume you had some explanation and then offered my, uh, I my had... retort, and then you answered to that? Uh, I had no explanation for it. Right. This is the world's craziest protein shake. That's that's my solution to Gallagher. <laughs> it's the world's craziest protein shake. I... Sure. Let's not rehash what you have solved on your own. <laughs> exactly. When I wasn't here. <laughs> That's what I can solve the most. <laughs> it might be easier for the listeners to accept it that way. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember in the books the love potion? No. Not so, even a little bit. So, in the books, there's a woman who's crushing real hard on Harry, and she's like, I want Harry mm-hmm. to like me. So, she makes him chocolates. And she imbues love potion into that chocolate. And then Harry leaves it out. Ron eats it. And it's like, what? They were meant for Harry. And That's fine. That yeah. sounds like consent. <laughs> exactly. So in my notes, I have love potions equal Rohypnol, maybe? <laughs> but I don't think so. So so the crazy thing, the thing you have to Not explain quite. about the, yeah. the love potions. Sorry to like, to, I keep on interrupting you today. <laughs> No, you're you're fine. I expect that. That's usually how it goes. (laughs) So the thing about love potions that we have to explain is Ron suddenly feels an emotion towards a specific object he did not feel any emotion towards before. So so is this an object or a person? A person. Like is he really into chocolate now? No, he's he's really into the the girl who had roofied him. Um, Oh, okay. So the, so the question is, how do you get effect that is that directed? And I think I have a solution. Okay, go on. So I don't remember how that potion is made. But if it involves putting someone's DNA... <laughs> That's a great start. I don't know, right? Okay. Putting someone's DNA <laughs> inside of the potion of the person you want to direct it at. So like your own DNA, mm-hmm. like your own hair. Then what the okay. all, what the potion does is it changes your body's chemistry to make you seem more attractive. Like like your pheromones smell better to this person, and essentially it's it's. But why would it be so directed? Like well, that's what I'm saying. Like 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 this is someone that actually well, it, it kind of exists. Not not the potion part of it, but mm-hmm. the the idea that specific genetic material like people who have specific mm-hmm. genes are more attractive to you so complementary usually yeah, yeah a lot of its immune system i believe so what i'm saying is like what if what if we yeah. had a potion that hijacked that part of our of our brain and was able to direct it so, okay yeah. i can get behind it a little bit it's definitely not um, consent. oh yeah no this is Probably super illegal in the wizarding world. I would hope, at least. You don't know. She doesn't get arrested or anything. That makes sense to me. Like That's actually backed up in what we know about the science of love. Kind of. How is it... Like... Nanobots. Is it... Like, nanobots. Well, I mean, an alternative is the... um, Whatever potion base for this is uh, some sort of like cordyceps or something and you prime it with your dna your pheromones 
and then you feed it to whomever, and when they get your specific cocktail of pheromones, the cordyceps just directs that you person. to that, that person. See, see, that's why I have you on this podcast, Jeff. I am bad at biology. <laughs> There's a reason for biology every now and then. <laughs> so that's, I, I mean, that's that's a, a simpler way of what I was re- referring to because we already know there are chemicals that can alter the way that you perceive other chemicals like the the japanese candies that change the way you taste things and stuff like that Uh, that apparently it is i don't actually i've never verified this so i don't know but i there definitely is a way of changing the way you perceive things once you've perceived one thing like we had that with actually sounds are like that um if you hear certain Mm -hmm. frequencies you cannot hear them again so it'll change the way you hear things that incorporate those frequencies yeah okay like especially or as you age the same thing happens you you lose the ability to hear higher frequencies but they're so high yeah well that's like a that's mechanical what I'm saying. So, change. so if you can get a, no? a, a yeah. chemical that can make a mechanical change mm-hmm. yeah you know, mm-hmm. bing bang boom you got yourself a love potion this is not this is we are not consenting do not use this to make a love potion that is ethically wrong. Do not maybe infect people that you like with yeah. cordyceps. I mean, so the next subject, do you know what apparition mm-hmm. is in the book? In the book? No. I, I'm starting to think that you've never read this book. <laughs> I think uh, you would be correct. Apparition is uh, like wizarding teleporting. So Okay. Wh- yeah. So, so teleporting. wizards... Go, go to a certain age they can cast a spell that allows them to instantly in quotes teleport to mm-hmm. a new area why do they have to do it uh, because it's it's a dangerous spell and if you apparate incorrectly you will appear in a place you don't want to be so like you'll like be in a wall and you'll die or you'll like apparate mm-hmm. half your body is not yeah. come back Okay, so... I was going to say, there's, like, already good sci-fi apologetics for this that I just want to mention, which is, like, the, mm-hmm. the idea that you could make a copy of someone mm-hmm. in a, and then build it in a different place and destroy the original. Right, it's a wizarding suicide yeah. machine. Yeah. Got it. Or it is possible to move a bit of light on Earth and have it seem instantaneous because the distances are so short. And we don't ever mm-hmm. see a wizard try and make it to Io and back. That's a shame. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I kind of like it. My my wizard <laughs> suffocating to death. <laughs> I think Io has like... Well, they just got to be real Io fast. has like a methane-based atmosphere or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I not offhand, but... Not offhand. It's something like that, and it'd be a little ridiculous. It would... Yeah. You would die. Don't do that. Yeah, it would be less <laughs> than pleasant. At least. The question is, we've built this world. I do remember this from mm-hmm. last, yesterday. We built this world where casting right. spells is essentially borrowing energy and mass from pocket universes to do mm-hmm. things with it. Um, right. Which is a little iffy even on the science, because like, how do you take it out of the universe? Shut up. <laughs> Real carefully, <laughs> I guess. Real carefully. Um, so the, the question is... Can that be... How do you copy and then teleport and then destroy the original using that system? Well, in part of that, is it described that that is the 
order that that happens or um is there a split second or an amount of time that two copies of a person exists so that's never that's never explained because because even if you had a copy of you that copy mm-hmm. would still be experiencing the world in the single person. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like you wouldn't experience well yeah, as their clone of you. The clone wouldn't wouldn't see the world from your perspective and its perspective. So as long as it was created right uh, in a short enough time, it would feel as if it had teleported there. Right. I mean, yes, that's right. But I mean, like. Now, that falls into, like, any of the Star Trek teleporter, what happens if the original yeah, doesn't yeah. get destroyed. Or what happens when you have a problem with the copying. We're getting mm-hmm. to assume that they have a, uh, a good enough system where that, of suicide, of suicide. That, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. As It could be, as the body is destroyed, the other half of you is recompiled. So when inexperienced wizards do it and only part of them teleports, that's because they weren't able to. Their refresh yeah. rate is real bad. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or they are not able to sustain the spell for the entirety of like the, you know. Uh, no longer existing. Like, like that that yeah. would be a difficult thing to maintain a spell if you are in two different places being destroyed and created at the same mm-hmm. time. Actually, that brings me back though. Um, do you need the wand to cast yes. spells? Uh, maybe that. Okay. Yeah. Cause that might blow a hole in your, uh, uh using it as a it, perpetual it's, motion I, machine. It's not a perpetual motion. It's almost a perpetual motion machine. I made that very clear. <laughs> yes, um, you did. <laughs> so in the books, there is an instance where powerful enough wizards are able to cast spells uh, without the assistance of a wand. And it's never really explained. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's shown once. I would suggest mm-hmm. that that might be a, like a lie. Like, that might not be what's really happening. That They just yeah, have like, wand like, batteries, like or, in their other hand. Well, it might be that, like, it's just prestidigitation. It, no, it might be that uh, the the wand just has to be on the person for them to draw the energy from it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily need to be the okay. conduit. It just is more difficult okay. if it's if it's not the conduit, because then your own body is the conduit. Sure. For for whatever technology is enabling you to draw mass and energy from this new universe. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let's get back to whatever we were talking about before it's I fine. forget it's about fine. it. The rest I, I of like the I like the copying and destroying the original version of Apparition because oh right because, teleporting that's what we were talking because that about. explains why it's so difficult to do because it's considered like the most difficult spell but it's the most useful spell obviously because you can just move places right mm-hmm. and moving at the speed of like you run into issues where like what if there's stuff in your way like you know planet. Mm-hmm. And right. if you're moving, if you have to accelerate the speed of light through a planet, that's a lot of force on your body. Well, would it be, like, your whole body? Or would you just be, like... That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's why the copying and destroying makes a lot more sense. Because then it's just information. Mm-hmm. It's not a physical human. Yeah, you're just recreating yourself elsewhere and then yeah, destroying Yeah, I, I don't the think original. a lot of wizards get liquefied 
by acceleration while they're <laughs> while they're operating. Right. Okay. I, I'm I'm fine with that. I like that. So next one. Okay. Do you know what a a bezoar is? And this is not really a thing I want to explain. I just want to point out that it's wrong. Uh, like a bezoar, like a mass of hair and I'm teeth so glad tumor. You know what that is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in Harry Potter world, if you use a bezoar from a goat's stomach, uh, it can cure any poison. Yeah. Oh. It's that, an old well, belief. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's just probably taken from old You're folk You're tales. better at the whole biology thing than I am. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, maybe me, I'm better at the toxicology thing than you are. Is there anything that <laughs> that that can be used that that would be indigestible material that you would just happen to have in your digestive tract that would nullify poisons i guess carbon i mean yeah so that's what we're gonna we're gonna go with we're just gonna say that bezoars are just just they happen to be carbon or they happen to just be like chunks of coal like activated (laughs) carbon carbon inside them i don't know I mean, at that point, they might as well, like, tie a chicken to their chest and then let it catch whatever poison it has and die. Like, that is another folktale So we're cure. gonna go, Bezoars, impossible to solve. Yeah, yeah just bad, bad science. science. Let's not go <laughs> Don't eat Bezoars, yeah, please, it's gross. PSA, don't eat Bezoars. They're gross. <laughs> They look like little people. Or they're like little well, masses of gross. If you want to gross yourself out, yeah. viewer, listener, listener, Google yeah. Bezoar, B-E-Z-O-A-R, <laughs> uh, and just look at images. They're gross. They're really gross. Yeah. Uh, direct any response to that to Simon. I yeah, you know, do all not recommend it. Media, just so totally get in contact with me. Yeah, I mean, I can make you... Any number of female dresses. <laughs> I own our you domain. Do, you do own our domain. I, I technically... <laughs> oh, we don't technically. I unofficially own half of it. That's true. But that was also a verbal I, agreement. And no one has to know. I mean, we will be publishing... It's a whole $6 investment. <laughs> I, do, I do have you recorded to... Admitting to it. Yes, anyway, that's true. So the last thing I wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. So... Painting, and this is more of an ethical question. Right. Painting in Harry Potter have consciousness and free thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. How? Are they just straight yeah, paintings? Just straight paintings. Is it like yep. nope. photos? photos too. Is it and, and, uh, just fact, a whole lot of them? This is canon. Any like, yep. images any, of a any thing? Any illustration of a human being or living thing? will have comparable mm-hmm. sentience and intelligence to that living thing. So there's like a there's a, a drawing that Draco Malfoy makes, I believe, of Harry Potter getting mm-hmm. electrified while he's on his broom playing Quidditch. And that is animated. Now, I would go as far to say that That's torture. That, that is that is totally unethical. <laughs> Mainly because we, right. we know that they can feel fear, and we know that they can feel pain from the singing lady during the third book. I am. It sounds like I know more. Now, can they feel pain, or are they just reacting as though they um, are feeling pain? Un- unclear. We know that they can be dis- destroyed, and they have a reason to be afraid. Like so, 
the 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 i think it's maybe mm-hmm. the fat lady i think it's the fat lady is the painting she gets attacked in the third book and they find her cowering in a different painting and she's at least scared Wait, and they can jump they between can. paintings all paintings can jump between a bunch of different paintings they prefer paintings of themselves though so here's the thing if you mm-hmm. if you have several paintings of yourself there's really only one painting you that moves throughout those paintings which is also Ooh. canon what happens when they're viewed simultaneously uh, one of them will not have you in it and the other one will so you can actually jump back and forth between those two paintings and they they use this the, okay. the order of the phoenix uses this to to send messages instantaneously which is stupid because they're wizards <laughs> they can do it magically <laughs> um so a couple more questions okay. to really ground this and figure this out i have a tentative okay. idea on how to explain this um like do they have the knowledge of whoever it was uh, a painting of yes off uh, to a point so they don't have the entire up to their death or up to that point it's like not refreshed but it's up to the point of the painting mm-hmm. so so when they were painted okay. they have the knowledge of the person up to that point and the personality too because i can talk okay I should mention that oh <laughs> yeah i expect at that point everything else makes sense um I'm glad you're trying to figure this out because yeah, so I couldn't come up with anything. It's similar to the what was it? Apparition, yeah. the teleporting. You create a copy of the person that I like that. Like exists in a shared consciousness mm-hmm. sort of realm. So it's uh like a different universe from okay. ours. Okay. But it but it has like portholes to our universe. Mm. right and when you make a photo or painting it creates a new porthole into Mm. our world and then essentially what you're doing is just copying the visage and the like mental state of the original putting it into Mm -hmm. this universe which i assume much like uh what's that book uh uh uh, uh the one about books. the uh hitchhiker's god of the galaxy so so much mm-hmm. like that the universe that these paintings exist in is essentially just like one giant computer and all it does is compute mm-hmm. how these people should be reacting to their stimuli based yeah okay yeah if you want to keep it as like the ai route where it's like simulated emotions and yeah. stuff i mean that makes or like the alternative is when you create this, it creates like a carbon copy of the person's well, yeah, I, consciousness. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like I, uh, maybe it's just me. I don't see a difference between uh, a, a a computer, a sufficiently advanced computer, like an entire universe that mm-hmm. can emulate human beings to the point where they are indistinguishable from their originals. But it mm-hmm. it is advanced in such a way that if it receives different stimuli than the original does, it will turn into a different quote unquote personality than the original. Mm-hmm. But it starts. As yeah, a I mean that makes sense as there's different experiences that it would frame their world differently. Yeah, and and it's 
it's not just that it frames the world differently, but that it also it can grow on its own because it's constantly trying to like it's trying to like right. make it interactive. So it's just getting more and more intelligent. Mm-hmm. The great thing is is that it just has so much data, and it's such a powerful computer that it can. Mm-hmm function that way and i should really say computer probably isn't a great word for that i don't know what you would call that yeah well a new name for a sufficiently advanced logic machine but it's not even logic machine it's like a logic and emotion like it has the ability to make mistakes and Mm -hmm. purposeful mistakes or like non-logical leaps like it can't work like a computer it's not like an Mm -hmm. io machine yeah like their own fully fleshed out ais yeah, yeah pretty much at it's, that point it's but i was i'm saying like oh the ai like assuming sentience and that allows it to mm-hmm. move through paintings and between paintings but there can really only be one version of that copy we'll have to add that mm-hmm. stipulation it's just the rules of the universe well that's it i feel like we actually did a pretty good job on this one better than we did for battlestar i feel like that should be i feel like the, yeah battlestar was hard of our of our greatness is breakfast cereals and the low is Battlestar and Star Wars <laughs> and Harry Potter fit in the in between those two. Uh I would say we did better on Star Wars, right. worse on this. This one was hard because it's not science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Our music was composed and performed by Joe Sobchak. I do all the editing, and I'm a co-host, and my name is Simon. And I help, and my name well, is Jeff. You're you're a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time.